Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Wunkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This Tonight we're covering Season 3, Episode 2, We're Not From Here, and with me, as always, is Jen. Hello, everyone. I had mentioned that we had gotten a review that I wanted to recognize. You know, I went into Apple Podcasts, like my normal view, and I still don't see it in there, but I did go back to, like, my chartable emails that I get updates on, and it's laid out for me there. Hmm, weird. So, Dominique, or Dominique, 35711, writes, That's a good show for lonely days. Very heartwarming content. Gave us five stars. Yay! And continues to write, I hope more people will give you a feedback. Your show is worth listening every time. Cheers from Germany. All right, to your homeland. (laughs) Makes it all worth it, don't you think, Jen? Indeed. And if you would like to leave us a review that hopefully our podcast will actually show someday, please feel free. We like reviews. We'll read them on the show. Yes. You will be forever immortalized. Okay. Because that's redundant, forever immortalized. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> to the show. Because I didn't have anything else to share ahead of time, did you? I don't. We had a good Thanksgiving. Yes. An Amer- a good American Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was quite lovely. And we're well-rested, and I wanted to follow up last week's quickly with this one. Not as excited about next week's. We'll talk about that later. But then I looked at every single one after those, just about. It's just hit after hit. Awesome. And this wasn't as enjoyable, I don't think, as last week's episode, but it's it's up there. It had its moments. Yeah, and we couldn't remember what... Marshall and Lily were going through in this one, and it was a pretty right. good storyline for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot this was where they have their death folders. And I think I liked this one so much because there's so many lines that we borrow from it in our regular life, <laughs> especially the Robin stuff. Right. Especially when we're on vacation. <laughs> or in New York City. Mm-hmm. So we start off with... A few of the gangs sitting at the bar in their booth talking about how Marshall's life has changed from marriage. Well, I think Ted's asking both of them, Marshall and Lily. But Marshall's the one that really answers. Right. Okay. And he complains about carpal tunnel. Barney makes a joke about, you know, whether that's, you know, euphemism for masturbation. Marshall clarifies that, no, it's, it's the writing the thank you notes, although he does... I think, say that, yes, that's also a thing. I'm not sure why. It's from the thank you notes, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why he acknowledged that that other piece of it. Yeah, and Lily doesn't really react. <laughs> no, and she starts talking about all the things they have to do besides the thank you notes, uh, including writing death folders. Have you ever heard of a death folder before? Not before this show, no. But I remember when we got married, I said, like, we should probably do that. I don't think we ever did. But. No. It's a, it continues to be a good idea, <laughs> despite us not doing it. I mean, I think we have all our important stuff in one area. We if, don't have a lot of secret accounts. If we do it, do we write letters to each other? That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, I'm not I mean, into that. I love you. You know I love you. Right? Do you need Just a write, letter? I'll write that. <laughs> Can I borrow that? <laughs> we have this podcast. It's you know in audio form in perpetuity. So Marshall... I'm sorry. Lily... Drops the information about death folders. 
but just this is very nitpicky but she's just the the construction of her sentence is strange to me because she's like yeah we're writing constantly there's forms we have to sign our death folders thank you notes like why are forms you have to sign at the top of that (laughs) i mean as people who have gotten married and have written thank you notes like that's the thing that takes up your time like filling out i'm pretty sure we never finished ours no i think we did I remember, hope we didn't. Remember we used to make Tyler, we were very strict on Tyler to write thank you notes for his gifts around we the holidays were up until birthday. last year. Yeah, last year we were bad. I think it's it's like we were anticipating coronavirus and knowing that <laughs> we had other things to prepare for. Perhaps. But yeah, I just think it's weird because it's like, okay, yeah, thank you notes are going to take up a bulk of your time, not like filling out a form for a new social security card. But Thank you notes are my, one of my least favorite things to do in the world. Yeah, nobody likes to write thank you notes. I, I, I mean, mean, they're important, but nobody likes to write them. <laughs> Marshall says that he, he calls himself a jerk. We get a, yeah, wait, why, from Barney, which eh, kind of low-hanging fruit joke there. And Well, you skipped over a little bit. So Lily explains what the death folders are and says, you know, all of the things that need to go into them, including the letter to your spouse. Right. And that's why Marshall calls letter. himself a jerk. He didn't know about the letter. It, it seems to me that they never discussed that. Right. So why would he have known? And clearly Lily didn't care about it because she never actually did it. Spoiler. <laughs> right. But I do like that Marshall did include a list of things to do with his ashes. That's something I might do. <laughs> I was just thinking that does sound like something you would but do. But Marshall Brownies, that's a good one. It was a good joke. <laughs> it was a good idea. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> And then, you know, Marshall decides he'll just write the letter tonight. It'll be fine. And this sets Ted and Barney off into a great <laughs> little sidebar of... Yeah. Unless you die. <laughs> right. But that would never happen. Yeah, th- this is a good sequence of them giving Marshall a hard time about his superstition. Mm-hmm. And we see this come back again and, like, he ha- doesn't have health insurance for, like, a brief window of time and... He's convinced that, like, a bear's going to maul him or something. <laughs> that sounds familiar. I don't remember when it comes in. But before we go to that, I bet there is somebody or people that have made brownies with the dead's ash. Ew, I hope not. I, I bet that's a thing. I bet somebody does that. Ew, no. If you've done that, let me know so I can judge you. <laughs> you really know how to elicit information out of people. <laughs> I mean, you can send it anonymously, I guess. When Marshall tries to counteract this, the bad superstition, I, I mean, I know about the salt and throwing that over your shoulder, but the table three times, knocking on the table three times, well, that's turning knocking a whole on bunch. Wood. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. The turning, I don't get. I'm All not right. sure what that's a reference to. That's not to. just me. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. But I just like, you know, he... Does his little dance and the superstition routine and then calls him jerks and storms out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like that? I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, instead of just sitting back down and resuming, he's just so mad. He's, or I guess maybe he's going to go home and write the letter right away. I didn't care for the jerks. I thought it was funny. I'm not sure what bothered me about it. We're back at Robin's house. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They, they flash over to a house in Argentina, and the narrator's talking about um, what she had been doing for the last few weeks. And she's sitting there eating with a lot of people. She's got the uh, beaded braids in her hair. 
Right. Which I love as a look for her. I think I would have liked a cornrows better, but <laughs> this was good. And she's saying a few lines that <laughs> about, you know, how she's now a big ball of positive energy and you know, how different she is now than when she was uptight in New York and Gael's here, eat. If we run out of fish, I will catch more of them with their hands. My only notes on this were barf. <laughs> but it is funny. And then we it's get... It's setting this all up for, you know, how she deals with it later when she's back in the U.S. Right. But then we get one of our favorite lines ever. <laughs> A drum circle. They're different every time. Let's go watch. I don't remember how many times we said that when we were in Guatemala. <laughs> yeah, we did say that a lot there. And I still don't understand what the drum circle. I guess... I'd be... I'd even be afraid to ask somebody who enjoys them, like, why do you like these? What does this do for you? I mean, it's music. It's not that Because it gives them a chance to say, you know, it, it feeds my soul or something like that. <laughs> or it's bringing us together as a community. Or... Okay. Well, that's not a bad reason. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I didn't say it was my reason. Hmm. Okay, we're back at the bar. Rob and Ted, Lily, Barney. And Robin's showing pictures of her in the drum circle. She's topless. A little surprised she'd show Barney a topless picture of her. Yeah, that is very surprising. Or that she'd, you know, well, really to any of them. but the, Yeah, print it out and put it in a photo album that you're going to distribute to other people. But I guess maybe this is her still in her vacation mode where that doesn't matter. She's not uptight. Lily's really hung up on this whole nudity thing. <laughs> so, yeah, they're having a whole separate conversation about, you know, how she's different now and Barney's disagreeing. And the whole time Lily's just pointing out all of the exposed genitalia in Robin's pictures. I did not like her where's Waldo of exposed genitalia line. <laughs> Except that it's really easy to find Waldo. Yeah, that, I didn't care for that one. I thought that was kind of funny. And I, then after she does that, she like tries to show Ted, and Ted just like pushes it away. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, Barney's pushing back on this pretty hard. That you know, you're a sophisticated, right. Scotch swilling, cigar smoking, red meat eating, gun toting New Yorker, and Ted's consistent with the line. I'm just happy Robin's happy. He doesn't want to get in the middle of this. Right, right. And so yeah, Barney's trying to tell her that you know. This new evolved self is not going to last. Like, this relationship with Gael is not going to last. <laughs> you know, Gael's got a best if bang by sticker yeah, on Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, she's going to dump him and go back to being her unevolved self. Mm-hmm. Ted's just happy she's happy. Yep. And then Gael comes in and Lily advises everybody to switch to big words. When they were using this language, you know, within a triad of solar periods, it reminds me of the Friends where Joey's got to write a recommendation letter for <laughs> Chandler, <laughs> and he uses Chandler and and Rachel Monica. or Monica, yeah, and uses the for their for when they they're trying to adopt, he uses the thesaurus to make it sound smarter <laughs> right. and just sounds. It's just a big old word jumble <laughs> that barely makes sense. Right, that's what, how this played out. But you know, we got we mentioned it last week, Gael. What are we talking of? Baseball, <laughs> right? But I do. I enjoy their. Ability to switch to this <laughs> new language so quickly. I'm just jubilant. My former paramour is jubilant. <laughs> I like... We, we go to the apartment with Marshall writing the death letter. Yeah, so we get like a little picture of Marshall as an angel. Yeah, it's like a bubble of him in heaven. Right, with, you know, very angelic music behind him as he writes it out, you know, how much he loves her. 
then all of a sudden it switches to like suspicious music. It's like, if I die under suspicious circumstances, then beware. Trust no one, not even Ted. Especially, Especially not Ted. And then the like nice angelic music comes back and he, you know. Yeah, I thought that was okay. <laughs> I think the music like pushed it over for me. It's so funny. And then he sees Lily's envelope. He can't resist and reads hers, and it's just her pin code, ATM pin code, teacher's pension account, and cancel Vogue. L. Shouldn't even sign Lily. She just puts L. (laughs) Right. That's good. That's you're not expecting that. You're expecting the letter. Right. And when it comes over that, and like it's her and the angel, right, saying the stuff (laughs) in the window. We go back to the bar and we see Gael, Robin, and a whole bunch of girls surrounding Gael. Listening and Lily, to this, too. Yeah. Listen, well, I mentioned her. Listening to this story of running into a shark while surfboard, windsurfing. He really likes the windsurfing out there. Like, yeah, I guess so. And instead of punching the shark, he says, Brother shark, we are both children from the same earth. Mother. And that's all I can remember until the hospital. I like that because you think it's going to end with... Him and the shark being friends, but no, the shark still bit him. And he ended up in the hospital. I don't know. Did he? I mean, typically if a shark bites you, there's pretty obvious damage, so I don't know. Yeah, he got bit, he was bleeding, and he had to go to the hospital. He lost consciousness from all the blood. What um, else do you think happened? I don't know. I mean, how many shark bites Did are Did he take a where... nap? And Well, no, but I don't know. How many shark bites end without somebody losing a limb, is all I'm saying. I think a lot, but... You would think he would show, like, the teeth marks if that's what happened. <laughs> However, it just doesn't make sense if it's anything else. I don't know. When I woke like up in the hospital, what else happened? I don't know. Maybe a dolphin came and saved him. Dolphins do that sometimes. Hmm. But he still... But then why the hospital? Because he passed... I don't know. I didn't think it through. Okay, so... I don't know that he got bit Occam's by a shark. Rager, Occam's razor, he got bit by a shark and went to the hospital. The whole joke, this, the only thing that makes this funny is that he's got this soulful way of speaking to the shark, like we are going to be friends because we come from the same mother, and then the next thing he does, the shark bites him. Like, that's the funnier ending. It's not funny otherwise. All right, fine. The shark bit him. I'm glad you said that because I was going to be like, you have to say it. <laughs> well, now I take it back. <laughs> He rode on the shark back to shore and then was so exhausted from the whole ordeal that he passed out, and that's why he had to go to the hospital. That's, that would be neither funny nor a better, more, or the more logical choice. <laughs> why, why twist it into something worse? Because he didn't get bit by a shark. All right. Yeah, he did. But Ted and Barney, you already admitted it. That was the only thing. Okay, that's enough. Unless it was a baby shark. Baby shark, do 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 do. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we get Barney and Ted complaining about Gael, and Barney says that it's because he's from out of town that he he has such an easy time with these women. Ted says no, it's he's better looking than us, but <laughs> Bar- it gives Barney the idea. Right. So Barney points out you need an accent and an innocent smile, and you're in. So Ted. Yeah, not ponders. Ted just, you know, says that he wishes that they were Taurus. <laughs> I do like Barney's line here. You know where I've been meaning to visit? So I think, like, you know, when I first saw this, I thought they were going to go somewhere, which is, like, the common sense <laughs> like next step. But we get, like, the little header of New York City. 
clearly they didn't go anywhere. Do you think they were going to go to another country or go to another... Because it doesn't really work. This shouldn't work, them being from Missouri. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It's not the same. It's not equivalent to Gael being from Argentina. Well, that was just Barney's idea. Ted wanted to be from France. Oh, right. But I thought that was kind of funny that (laughs) they act like they're going to go somewhere and then twist. They're just staying in New York. And Barney's really good in all of this. Oh, yeah. His, you know, obviously this is lines written for him, but in his character, these are things he's coming up with off the cuff. (laughs) Right. You know, what street Statue of Liberty's on. And the accent he's using, he makes up a name. <laughs> but Ted's still Ted. Yeah, Ted's not doing any work on this. He's well, just no, but Barney does that because he says, you know, his name's Ignatius Peabody Nobel. And this is my friend, Ted. <laughs> oh, that's true. But yeah, Ted's initial plan was that they were from a small town in the south of France, which I don't know. Does, can Ted do a French accent? <laughs> can Barney do a French accent? I think that wasn't a well thought out plan. No, we've heard Barney do a Italian accent when he's Luigi trying to pick up Marshall's professor. <laughs> but that was only like that wasn't a even line. very good, <laughs> right? Doesn't he do like a Romanian or some sort of Eastern block later? When oh he's yeah, like being when a he's cab driver. Or, that's or right. He cab- when he's no. trying to be his own doppelganger, right? Oh, no, that's not why. They thought he was his doppelganger. He wasn't trying to be his own doppelganger. And in the end, he actually does, I think, try and do that. Right, but he's like being... Is he a street performer and a taxi driver? Or am I thinking of two different scenes? They're within the same show. The same episode. Okay. All right, let's move on from that. (laughs) Anyway. So, yes, they meet two girls, Colleen and Lindsay, and they just, you know think that Ted and Barney are adorable and they're not free that evening, but they can meet up for lunch. And Ted gets pretty stuck on this, them not liking McLaren's. <laughs> right, because Barney's suggestion is that they'll just meet in front of McLaren's and <laughs> the girl's like, eh, it's kind of a lame bar. I like Barney's, well, hot dog. <laughs> right. And Ted just unnecessarily has to defend it. Just seems like the kind of bar a lot of cool people would hang out at. <laughs> We go back to the bar with Robin and Lily talking, having a heart-to-heart, and Lily's asking him how things are going with Gael. And Robin starts to sort of crack and, and tells Lily, you know, things are starting to kind of wind down a bit. She's, she's doing exactly what Barney said she would, which is go back to unevolve Robin but there's just such obvious things that Gael should know not to do. Right. Like trying to feed her spaghetti with in the middle hands. of her apartment with his hands, uh, throwing her laptop off the table. Yeah, Gael has no... Um, no chill. No <laughs> he has no respect chill. for wood. And then she's finding sand everywhere still from the beach. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's Gael's fault. <laughs> Lily says you're just going back to the person you were before the trip. I mean, it's obviously more than that being the things she's described, but... Yeah, it's like, no, clearly this person has no regard for your belongings <laughs> or common sense. We're in her, she's taking it, we go to her taking a shower in her bathroom. Well, but first, so she decides she, she's she's going to continue with this. She doesn't want to be the person she was before the trip. She's going to make it work. And so, yeah, then the next scene is her in the shower and Gael comes in 
and starts peeing. Or so we think. Or so we think. At first, she kind of objects to somebody coming into the bathroom and peeing, although she assumes it's Gael, like we said. Right. It's a safe bet it's Gael. And this would have been... Maybe okay if it's Gael, but not really. (laughs) No, I was going to say, this is, you know, an issue if it is Gael. It's really weird that it's just some random guy. Yeah, especially because she just kind of opens up the curtain and there she is topless. Right, but even and then if that presumably happened. he's still got his wiener out. Right. Yeah. No. This is all very strange. As it turns out, Gael has met a bunch of travelers. Apparently, some Aussies. I don't know if we have any listeners in Australia. If we do, hello. I like Gael. Uh, they'll be staying with us. How do you say indefinitely? <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> Again, Gael, just no respect for anybody. Mm-hmm. We go to the apartment, Lillian Marshall's apartment, and she wants Marshall to sign on the thank you note that she's doing. That's another thing we didn't do. We don't, we don't both sign off on the thank you notes. No. And Marshall becomes extremely passive-aggressive. <laughs> right, because Lily wrote on both sides of the thank you note for a blender from his third cousin. So Marshall comes out with it eventually, after a few a little bit of back and forth, that he opened the letter. She's really mad about him opening the letter. I feel like this argument sort of reminds me of, they had a fight before about him spilling a secret. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, that was Ted and Robin, with her right. saying she was married, that he was telling... She was mad that he told her secret, and he said it wasn't a real secret, so you can't mm-hmm. be mad. This sort of reminds me of that, is she's mad that he broke into her letter. <laughs> but, but it was like, there wasn't a real letter. <laughs> well, I do, like, yeah, Marshall's really childish with this, with like, you should just marry the blender if you love it so much. <laughs> do enjoy Lily's line of, well, I can't, I married you, and that's how we got the blender. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. clearly she doesn't know what the, you know, the underlying issue is with him. Right. All right. They marvel for a second that this is their first fight as a married couple, and then he storms out. Right. Which is kind of funny. We now join Ted and Barney on their date with Lindsay and Colleen, or Ted and Ignatius. (laughs) Right. We never actually hear him referred to as such, but uh, Ted, you know, narrator Ted points out that, you know, there's lots of things to do in New York, but what the girls chose to do was to go to Tater Skins, which... (laughs) I'm assuming is a ripoff of Fridays. Yeah, it sounds kind of good. I mean, it sounds amazing to me. Although it is a, a chain restaurant, which... Which you know I love. I don't know if this has come up before, but chain restaurants are near and dear to my heart. Especially Fridays. And especially if they're <laughs> spudtacular. Exactly. So, this seems like something I would have done. <laughs> if you lived in <laughs> Jersey. Or actually, probably if you lived in New York. Well, I... I've expanded my horizons now that I live here, but honestly, like, where I grew up, 99% of the restaurants were chain restaurants, so I didn't realize that that was a thing. <laughs> I remember when we went to see one of, the bar- one of the Broadway plays that we saw in New York City, I was embarrassed to eat across the street at, oh, what was it called? Oh, what is that place called? The place with all the pictures up? Yeah. Why would you be embarrassed? That place is awesome. Oh, because it's just so touristy. Well, we are tourists. We don't live there. We're, we're from Maryland. We are practically New Yorkers. <laughs> Sardis. That's it. Sardis. Sardis, that's right. No, Sardis is... 
Like, if you're going to Broadway, you might as well just go to Sardi's. I'm actually surprised we were able to, like, get a seat there so easily. I feel like it's someplace that you probably have to usually get reservations. I remember in Seinfeld after Kramer, like, accidentally sort of wins the Tony. <laughs> right. And he, he tells Jerry um, he's going to Sardi's, and Jerry's like, you're taking the, the Tony with you? To Sardi's and Kramer goes, No, the Tony's taking me to Sardi's. <laughs> like you would need a Tony to get in and sit down. And I did like how they still had the picture of Kermit the Frog with a mustache from <laughs> right. the movie uh, Muppets Take Manhattan <laughs> that he puts up there during the movie. Right. Yeah, that restaurant's awesome. But they don't go there. <laughs> right. Anyway, they go to Tater Skids. Barney's, not go to Broadway, which Barney's is Barney's thinks things are pretty easy here. He might even try a knock-knock joke. <laughs> Ted doesn't seem like he's having an easy time with all of this. No. I mean, we get, like, a little bit of pretentious Ted flaring up. And Barney says they are on the cusp of moving from out-of-towners to in their pantsers. That was, that was pretty yeah, good. I thought, right. I thought yeah. that was well-crafted. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, no, here, Ted does go Ignatius. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he does once. <laughs> So the girls want to invite them to a party, like Barney's Knock Knock, who's there? Yes, we do. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but they just think everything he does is adorable, so it works. Rob, Robin is in her apartment. She's coming out to talk to the visitors and Gael. And she's got a quick announcement. It's I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but... She's high during this because they, you know, made marijuana. Blueberry muffins. Blue, blueberry muffins. I like how nobody's hearing a thing she's saying this oh, entire no. time. Yeah, were they, like, watching, probably watching soccer or something? Like, they cheer at one point. Yeah, she, at some point she says, the kitchen sink is for dishes, the toilet's for pee-pee. And then she says, GFHL, number two. Yeah, guideline for harmonious living, because she didn't want to call them rules. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. I get it now. GFHL number two. And apparently she was high when she was broadcasting <laughs> the news from all this. So she's going to go lie down. She, <laughs> she's still pretty baked. It was a good announcement. Mm-hmm. It was very well done. Yeah. And you can see her still struggling where she wants to, to be setting some boundaries, but she's struggling with, you know, not being her Argentinian self. And so, you know, the switch from, no, not rules, guidelines for harmonious living. Which is a nice contrast to her, you know, a few scenes from now when she's pulling a gun. Yeah, because these kind of people can't live with rules. Nor guidelines for harmonious living, apparently. All right, we're in the cab. So they're heading to the party. And they're going north. Ted can't figure out why they're going the way that they're going. And is, you know, calling things out by name. And Barney's trying to salvage it by being like, oh, you know all the streets. Watching too many episodes of Steinfeld? <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. They're going to 148th and Brook Avenue. Which I wonder is, if that's a real place. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, the numbers do go that high in Manhattan. So presumably, yes, it's not an area that you really want to be walking around at at night if you don't know people there. And it's south of Bronx. I'm not super familiar with all of the parts of New York. Is Bronx isn't is Bronx one of the boroughs? Yeah, it's one of the boroughs. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've only when I've gone to New York, I've only ever been in Manhattan or Brooklyn. So I'm not familiar with the rest of them, but apparently 
the South Bronx is not where Ted wants to be. Or South of Bronx. No, it's 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 the kind of place you go if you live there or if you frequent there and, you know, know your way around. It's not a place you wander at night. Unfamiliar, especially if you're from New Jersey. <laughs> Which we don't know yet. Right. And so, you know... Barney's again trying to salvage it, being like, no, they know what they're doing. And then we get a, a smash quick, cut to... Very too. quick cut to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then with police, they were all mugged and... I like how Barney had traveler's checks. <laughs> he really committed to the bit. <laughs> are traveler's checks still a thing? Yeah. Okay. They are. I haven't heard of, about traveler's checks in a long time, since you know, credit cards now work in more places, I feel like, than they used to. Like, yeah, but if you... I think with traveler's checks, because they're so traceable, if they get stolen, you get the money back. Oh, interesting. Okay. I thought it was just because, you know, your credit card won't necessarily run in another country, which doesn't make sense if he's from Missouri going to New York. I think it's a, anyway. secu- it's a security thing with traveler's checks, because your, pre- your name's printed on them, so someone has to have your name to use them. Okay. And an ID to prove it. Well, good for Barney. Maybe he'll get his money back then. Yeah. So we get back to Lily and Marshall at the apartment. I like this from Marshall. <laughs> I do too. Because you're I expecting feel like it's such a relatable marriage thing. It's too. a mis- <laughs> It's a misdirection, also, because I'm really, really surprised that you haven't. This sounds like something you and I, you or I, would say to each other. <laughs> surprised that you haven't apologized to me yet. Right. So it comes out that Lily didn't write the letter because you know it just makes her too sad to think about. Oh God. Okay, the well, thought, now you have to write me a letter. The thought of not being with you, not even for long enough to write a stupid letter. Even though she went to San Francisco for however many months, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Yeah, so their, their overboard cuteness it really kind of grates against me sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, Marshall convinces her, and she agrees she's going to write the letter. And he wants her to put dirty stuff in, maybe a couple Polaroids. <laughs> right. And so she agrees. We go back to Ted, Barney, and the girls dealing with the aftermath of their mugging. And Ted's over it. Yeah, Ted's ready to go, but Barney points out, you know, they're heading towards, thank God we're still alive, sex. And so, yeah, Ted's... Ted's back in. ...gonna hang in a little longer. Until. So, and it seems like it's gonna head in that direction. You know, one of the girls says, you know, they should just go back to their place. Celebrate the fact that they survived, which seems to be heading where Barney thinks it's going to. And then Ted finds out that they live in West Orange, New Jersey, and he is done. Donezo. Yeah, and West Orange, it's not like it's right across the river. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I, I think you gotta, it's, it's, people won't know where Vanessa and <laughs> Eric, our friends, <laughs> lived. But it's like that kind of distance where they're going to have to be on a train or in a cab for like, 30 or 40 minutes okay. before they get back there. That's a long way to go for this. Yeah, I don't know what a typical New Jersey to New York, or a short New Jersey to New York commute would look like. But I'm thinking about this, so I guess, <laughs> is it the equivalent of being like, okay, well, we live in Maryland, so we can't say we're from D.C.? No, we get called out on that now. We're, we're bridge and tunnelers if we were to go and hang out in D.C. But I don't even go across a bridge. Nevertheless... 
So it's the same kind of. <laughs> you're not. So you're not from there unless you're actually. You're not a Washingtonian. I, I, I get. Well, I guess we're kind of Washingtonians, but. No, I mean, when we lived in D.C., if someone came over from Bethesda, Maryland, and said, I live in D.C., we would be like, no, you don't. <laughs> I like when... I work in D.C., does that count? I like when the Co- the Colleen characters, you know, she says West Orange, and Ted goes, West Orange, New Jersey. And Ted goes, you guys live in New Jersey, not New York. Barney sees what's coming. Mm-hmm. You can see it on his face and in his body language. He's like, uh, Theodore. <laughs> yeah, Barney half tries to cannot reel him in. And this is I think the first glimpse we get of how much Ted actually hates New Jersey, which will come up later. I can't remember if it's later this season or next season. Yeah, the way they express it a couple times, you would think it would come up more. <laughs> right. But it doesn't come up that often, you know, despite when it does, how much they lean into that we hate Jersey thing. Right. And so Ted just absolutely loses it. New Jersey is not pretty much New York. You are not pretty much New Yorkers. And then, you know, obviously the jig is up. So he admits like, no, you know, I live here. We pretended to be from out of town, but you're not New Yorkers. And then Barney tries to pull the, you're not from Missouri. (laughs) I'll be a monkey's. You know, you got to give it to Barney for trying. Yeah, the girls get a ride from the policeman. One of them's from Newark, so they're not going to give the guys a ride. Yeah. Well, and not only, so, I, you know, Ted has an argument that, yes, you're not New Yorkers, but then he gets even worse and essentially, like, calls them sewer rats. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be flushed through the toilet back to New Jersey. Right. So that's, you know, explains a little bit more why the policeman's not inclined to help them. We never actually find out how they get back. Yeah, and quite honestly, for two people from Missouri, they're not going to nitpick that someone's across, you know, not that far outside of New York. Oh, yeah. No, Ted knew when he was... They don't care. Yeah. Ted knew when he was saying that, that it it was all going to come out, but his disdain for New Jersey overrid his... And I'm just saying, for people that far out of town, it's not that big a a, a leap to call yourself New Yorkers. Right, right. Maybe they work in New York. Maybe they constantly party in New York mm-hmm. and hang in New York. Fine, but don't. But it doesn't pass for someone that's to someone that actually does live in work in New York. Okay, we are back at Robin's apartment. She's in bed, and she hears drums from the living room. So she's getting out to go yell at them, and finds <laughs> Vacation Robin sitting in the living room. <laughs> And this is some good stuff here. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I like how Robin's talking about how she gets has to get up for her job, and Robin number two goes, I have a job. God, that's so American. And Robin one goes, I'm Canadian. You know that. <laughs> and then the great line of, what about the important things like making your own jewelry and lying on the beach and thinking about peace? God, don't you care about thinking about peace? You and I say that one a lot, too. (laughs) And so, yeah, Robin has realized that her vacation self is the worst. And she's done. But before she's done, we get a (laughs) (laughs) very close-up face-to-face of vacation Robin coming in for a kiss. I like that. What are you doing? (laughs) Just go with it, man. And then she wakes up. But she wakes up to... Actual drums and... Shh, let this happen. (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah, she wakes up to actual drums. And goes out and tries to kick everybody out, and as usual, they ignore her, so then she grabs her gun, and they all scramble, and <laughs> one of them comments that Michael Moore was so right about Americans. <laughs> I'm Canadian. <laughs> Canadians are pretty, I don't want to say they're pro-gun, but there's a lot of gun owners up in Canada. Clearly, if Robin's any indication. Yeah, they, they do a lot of hunting. I, I, I think it's pretty commonplace for someone to own a gun in, in Canada. So, Gael wakes up, and Robin tells him that they need to talk, and so... We don't see the breakup. Right. But we find out that they did break up. There's a scene, a quick scene with Barney and Robin, where she talks about how she finished the job with herself <laughs> in the dream. <laughs> that chick knows what I like. Barney didn't get as pervy as we thought he would in it. No, we just get a listening. Yeah. But he's happy that, you know, regular non-vacation Robin is back. We're back at the apartment, and Lily says she's done and makes him with the letter and makes him promise he won't open it. And they went through 22 wonderful years of marriage. Marshall kept his promise. (laughs) And so we think, you know. The lead-up makes you think that... Yeah, we get to jump to the future. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we get to jump to 2029 after 22 wonderful years of marriage. So the assumption is that, you know, Lily has now passed away, and Marshall opens a letter, and it's Lily <laughs> like, accusing him. I knew you were going to read this. You suck, Marshall. <laughs> you totally suck. And, and then... He's like, that's it? I suck, Lily? And she walks in. Clearly, he's still alive. (laughs) Remember the first time seeing this, I wasn't sure if maybe she fooled him to think that she was dead so that he'd open it? Oh, interesting. (laughs) No, it just seems like one day he got bored and was like, let's see what's actually in here. And so they start bickering because, you know, you do suck. You said you weren't going to read it. You did. And Marshall points this out that there's no naked pictures in there. So she offers to take Take them now. I don't want them now. (laughs) So mean. But and then he quickly tries to regroup. And, and we see a framed newspaper saying New York City lawyer captures um, Nessie. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice... You know, and I meant to look up, I didn't, before we started, like, if there was any other, like, little Easter eggs in that office. I looked it up. I mean, that's all I saw. Oh, okay. So is the insinuation that he actually captured the Loch Ness Monster, or is it a pretend newspaper? And I'll note also that this means by this point, when the writers were creating the show, they didn't know that they were going to make him a judge, because otherwise it would have said New York City judge. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and we'd have to pay attention to the timeline. I don't remember when he became a judge. Well, while the show was still on. Right, but where... Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So it was before the show ended. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's appointed as a judge, so they would have called him a judge. So you make a good point. And that's the show. Entertaining. Do you have a favorite joke? I like the back and forth between Barney and Ted when they're messing with Marshall about making sure he doesn't die before he writes the letter. I like the, uh, okay, fine, I'll take the dirty pictures, and Marshall saying, I don't want them now. (laughs) I thought that's a really good line. Um, Least favorite? You know what? I didn't mark a least favorite. Mine is where's Waldo of exposed genitalia. I don't know why I don't like that one, but it's I, even from the first time I saw this, I was like, eh, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, I don't necessarily have it. There weren't any that like stuck out to me as bad ones. Okay. Where do you, where do you think I ranked this? 
35. Whoa. Very close. Yes. 38. Ooh, redeeming myself from last week. And I was looking at the other season three things. This isn't even the top 10 of season three episodes for me. Oh, wow. And it's ranked 38. Oh, okay. So next week we have Third Wheel, which is where Ted's going to go for the belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He runs back into Trudy, I think is her Mm -hmm. name, and uh, Busy Phillips is in it. Mm Mm-hmm. In that one. So Danica McKellen and Busy Phillips. And I don't feel like there's a lot going on with the rest of them except for they are, like, trying to stay in Ted's room so that he has a chance to do this. Yeah, I don't remember a lot about that episode outside of, yeah, that storyline. It's not, I don't feel like it's a great one, especially for season three, which is such a great season. But there's some fun stuff. All right, tell folks where to find us. You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. On Twitter, at RunkleRecaps. And on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore. All right. Oh, sounds like we have to get back to our friends in the other room. Our drum circle. It's different every time. Don't ruin it. Or otherwise, it's, oh, vacation Steve and Jen are back in the other room. Let's go see what they want to do. Ew, no. <laughs> that's, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in again. <laughs> <laughs>